the Lord came to me and it said this, and it was for you for tonight. He said, things are going to be opened up to my people in ways they have never dreamed. Y'all receive that? Yes. Amen. He said, tell them. And he said it really strongly. Tell them not to be concerned about the present financial crisis. He told me to tell you that. Don't be concerned. Tell them not to fear. The end is near and this old earth and the system of this world are going to shake, rattle, and roll. And that is the exact words he used. This old earth, this old earth, he called it an old earth. Hallelujah. This old earth, and the Bible talks about the earth's getting older and it's going to be folded up as a vesture and, you know, amen, it's going to have to be renewed with fire and so forth. And we're going to get a new heaven and new earth. So it's old, okay? This old earth and the system of this world is going to shake, rattle, and roll. We're not to fear. We're not to be concerned. Amen. He said, do not fear. He repeated again, do not fear. There is absolutely nothing to fear. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Those that walk with me in faith won't miss a beat and won't even smell like smoke. Those that walk with me in faith won't miss a beat and won't even smell like smoke. The, 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 the dividing line, the dividing factor is going to be faith. Amen. And then on Friday evening, it right in the middle of the presidential uh, debate, the word of the Lord started coming to me again. And I had to get up in the middle of the debate and write this down. He said, I am ready and waiting to multiply anything and everything for those in faith. He said, I am ready and waiting to multiply anything and everything for those in faith. And he was talking about food, gas, He's ready and waiting to multiply it. He said, tell, tell them to ask. Don't just sit around saying, I hope he does. Ask him. Lord, when you fill up your tank, say, Lord, multiply this gas. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're multiplying my electricity. Lord, you're multiplying my money. Amen. That's been happening a lot in the earth. I have been hearing reports of people finding envelopes with money inside their locked houses. Hallelujah. You say, well, how does that happen? Well, the angels know where all the money in the earth is. And there's money hidden that people forgot about and lost or died and left it under the mattress and, or hid it in a mattress and died, you know. And God knows right where it's at. Right. Amen. Uh, he said, tell them to ask. And then he said, tithers and givers that have been faithful to me. And he said this so strongly, I will be faithful to them. And he told me, y'all had been faithful to him and he would be faithful to you. Amen. So hallelujah, there is absolutely nothing to fear. And then he reminded me of this scripture, Hebrews 13, 5, in the Amplified Bible. And in actually 13, 5b, it says, For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you, nor let you down, or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. I'll read that again. I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, now, if you thought, isn't that cute then you're not thinking right. 
because it was cute, but it was so much more than cute. I'm telling you, that was a sign and a wonder. That was the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I've seen kids play with microphones before, and the minute I saw that, I said, that kid ain't playing with that microphone. I'm telling you, that kid got under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And he couldn't have been 18 months or two years old. And one thing is, you know, you give a kid doing something like that, if he's just playing, he usually won't go that long. And that kid was preaching a sermon. I don't know what he said in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. And by the way, a while ago when we were singing in the spirit, we weren't just entertaining God. We weren't just blessing the Lord, although it's a blessing to the Lord. But we were moving things in the spirit realm when we sang in the spirit. Amen. So tonight I want to talk some tonight. Uh, I, I want to give some things out and I don't know where we'll go with this, but I just know that these things have to be said. And, and you know, sometimes you have to say things in order to open up things. And there's things God wants to open up into this church. He's brought us here this far to take us somewhere else to another place. And so uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, we'll kind of start where we left off this morning. And of course, uh, I, did, I was on vacation last week. And, uh, uh, and uh, of course, we haven't consulted in any way about this, but this is what I have already been having for a couple of weeks now. But anyway, 1 Corinthians 12, 31, but covet earnestly the best gifts and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. And so we are to covet or uh, to desire, to earnestly desire to, um, we're to go after, really, to go after spiritual gifts. We have to cultivate a lifestyle of seeking and desiring and expecting the supernatural realm. And that's what really I want to talk to you tonight about is the supernatural realm, okay? And so we're going to talk about that. And the supernatural realm should be very common to us. And I'm going to give you some scriptures and verses about that. But when God began to open this up to me, um, I've already, I've, I guess forever, I've always sought God to, 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 to see, to, to know, and, uh, but um, I always put a limit on that in my spirit, I think, unconsciously. We were taught in the early days when we got into the charismatic movement in 1980, we were actually taught really not to seek after gifts, even though the Bible says to. I don't, you know, sometimes it's not what's specifically said, it's not what's taught, it's what's caught. And somehow either it was taught to us or I caught it without being actually said, I caught something that was like, you know, you just kind of leave it all up to God. And they kind of would use that scripture of, um, it says, you know, and when it talks about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about um, uh, as the Spirit wills. It will, it lists all the nine gifts of the Spirit and it says as the Spirit, these are given by the self-same Spirit and it talks about as the Spirit wills. Well, you know, I guess, it, and maybe I just put my own interpretation on that and just said, well, you know, we have to leave this all up to God and it's as the Spirit wills. But the thing is, is when God on Pentecost, he got willing. At Pente but from Pentecost on, he got willing and, and he, he willed that we all have the gifts of the Spirit flowing in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. And I, this microphone's just a little too hot for me. Okay. And so... Um, I kind of had some blockages where I never got very far in the things of the Spirit. And I'm still not near where I want to go, but, but I'm on pursuit now uh, in more than I have ever been and have been for quite some time now. 
Um, but, um, and also it was kind of um, said, or I caught this, that you sure, for sure, for sure, never tried to see anything never went after visions you totally left that up to god and if a vision came on you it was totally a sovereign thing and you know a few months ago or a while ago and god's been doing this in my life for quite some time um maybe about six years ago i got a hold of some books by ruth ward heflin about the glory and i don't know it might have been longer than that even and so from from that point on god's had me on a pursuit of some things and he just keeps unfolding more and more and so God began to have me to understand that it was not a sovereign act of God it was th these things came by faith just like everything else in the kingdom it's like I wondered why it took me so long you know and that we were to take our faith which is really far more scriptural to t then to take your faith to believe for a car, although God wants you to have a car if you don't have one especially, and to take your faith to believe for a house, far more scriptural to use your faith to believe for spiritual things. You know, and instead of believing, oh, you know, I'm just believing for a new car and I'm believing for a new house and I'm believing for a new rug and I'm believing for new earrings and I'm believing for a mink coat, you know, and I'm not believing for a mink coat. I don't like coats, but <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, so... Um, but anyway, far more scriptural, and wouldn't you even say that now when you just say it, it makes much more sense that we be using our faith on the things of the Spirit? You know, the Bible even kind of says that in Matthew. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, or we could say the things of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, seek ye first these things, the things that are in the Spirit realm, the, the supernatural, seek those things and all other things will be added unto you. But we've kind of had it back to, I think that that's one reason it's never worked very good for us. I mean, it's worked some, but it's never worked as good as we all thought it should, is because we, we took faith over here and we used it on the natural stuff, when if we'd take faith and get over here on the spiritual stuff, how much, I think the natural stuff would fall into place a lot better. Amen? And so a few months ago, that became apparent to me. And so I began to seek God. And I'm going to give you some scriptures about it later to prove that I'm not out in left field. Uh, <clears throat> I began to say, okay, Lord, I'm asking you to let me see. And you know, it's like, I'm, I, now I look back and I go, duh. Because I've been praying for years that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened. That I might know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory you know riches of the glory it's like I've been praying that I might see them but yet really I hadn't been really believing to see them I mean I don't know what I you know sometimes you're just not thinking right and so I was in that place where I just wasn't thinking right but it actually says that we might see we might know the riches of the glory and he, then it says that it's our inheritance that the riches of the glory, that the supernatural things of the Spirit, that are they are our inheritance. Amen? And that we might know these things, that we might see the eyes of my understanding being enlightened. And I began to realize that God wanted me to see a lot of stuff I wasn't seeing in the spirit realm. And I'm not talking about just angels, and I'm not just talking about demons, although we need to see those things. You know, if you could see a demon on your kid... You might not like that, but you could deal with it. 
You could help them get over whatever they need to get over because you have authority and you know you have authority. But the problem is we don't see sometimes and so we don't know how to deal with it. And we just pray in a circle. Same prayers over and over and so forth. Hallelujah. So we need to believe to see. And so, and one thing though is we need to leave what we see up to the Lord. We don't need to be telling him what we're going to see. And everything we see needs to be proven out scripturally. And so I began to spend time in the presence of the Lord in a fresh way. And I began to uh, just uh, say, Lord, show me anything you want to show me. And so one of the very first things he showed me was he showed me my heavenly home. And I did not expect to see my heavenly home. And you know, I, you know, I didn't see it, all the details. And actually, I didn't even see the actual mansion or house or whatever it was. I actually saw a porch on the front. And I was aware that my relatives, some of my relatives, actually some of my grandmother's brothers and sisters, were on the front porch fellowshipping. And then I saw a back porch more like a, just some steps going down. And, uh, and I saw that in our, at our back, right down, you know, I saw a green lawn and going down to like a, a lakeside of the clearest, most beautiful water and a little, and white sand. It was like having a beach home. It was just like, oh God, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. And here was this, um, uh, but here was the sweetest thing is my three grandkids were down there playing in the water and Andrew was just he was walking but he was little my grandkids were still little and we were already there amen I'm telling you hallelujah and uh, but Andrew was walking and so uh, he was kind of like I think he was more like that little child but I don't know you know you don't see everything just exact and so, but the thing that impressed me the most when I saw those little, was there was absolutely, we didn't feel any need to go down there and watch them. They were perfectly safe. We didn't need to watch over them. We just, we were watching them just enjoying seeing what they were doing. Not needing to go down there and, and take care of them like you would a child, you would not leave a child on a beach. You know, but that was not necessary. And all that just so blessed me and impressed me. And uh, I, Chris, their house was on this side. I didn't see it, but I was aware of her. She was standing on the porch and she was watching the kids play. And Eric and Anita were over, they lived on this side of us. Hallelujah. Well, that's just heaven. My kids on either side, whether they like it or not, they got to live by me in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. So, you know. So anyway, it was so sweet. And then I saw my grandfather, and he was a rancher, a cowboy. I mean, they, he thought his life was ended when he couldn't get on a horse anymore. And he had a horse by the bridle. It didn't have a saddle, but it had a bridle. And Caitlin was on that horse, and he was leading it. And you could tell he was just adoring her he adored Caitlin and he was she was riding that horse and he was leading it that was another part I saw and then this is so special across the street from our house was our church I didn't know I was gonna have a church in heaven 
And you know, the people we love and know were in that church. Some of them that live here and some of them that live other places and some of them that left. You know, I think that's going to be so funny. <laughs> people that left that have to go to our church in heaven. <laughs> I'm just laughing, you know. And our kin folks are going to have to bow at our feet. The Bible actually says things about that. That they're going to have to come bow at your feet, people that opposed you. Woo, that's going to be fun. <laughs> I just can't see, wait to sweet see Michael's brother grovel. <laughs> no, no, I don't, that's probably kind of carnal, you know. Uh, that's a little carnal, so I won't. But, you know, I'm sure we won't feel that way in heaven and everything. But, but we were in this church, and, you know, we were learning about the Lord. And there were people from other parts of heaven that just said, we just came to fellowship with y'all today. And the back of our church was open, this part, you know, and it was, it was like gardens. It was real, though. It wasn't like those pictures they paint on the wall. It was real gardens out there behind the church. And so it was just awesome, you know, and the Lord showed me that, and I was just, God, that it, there was, so there was other things. I don't have time to tell you everything that he showed me about it. And so then later, like, you know, about a month later or something, one day, <clears throat> he showed me some more things. And I, and I never expected to see this at all. Because, you know, I'm one of those that all dogs don't go to heaven. Because heaven wouldn't be heaven if all dogs went there. Do you know what? I, I'm one of those. And, <laughs> and I really personally don't believe that earth dogs are going to heaven. But you can believe what you want to. But I know, one thing I know for sure, because I saw it, is there's animals in heaven. Amy? But I believe they're kind of, <laughs> they're, well, anyway. <laughs> I know one thing, your dog ain't saved, even though you think they, they might be. Because <laughs> they don't have a spirit. But anyway, so, <clears throat> in the back of our house, our home, our heavenly home, on the grass, a big panda bear came up. I mean, this big panda and you know, and Andrew was playing all over that panda bear, just rubbing and laying on him and they were just rolling in the grass. The amazing thing is, see, and this, this is, you know, we talked about carnal this morning. Carnal means just, uh, one thing it means is just attached to this world or worldly thinking. And when, even when I saw that in that vision, and this was not a vision where I went into a trance and I was out, caught up in third heaven. No, I was just sitting in a chair with my eyes closed. All of a sudden, I just started seeing things. And, uh, but even in the, in the seeing this, I was like, I could feel that world thing in me. Like, this is fearful. I wouldn't want my grandson rolling around on the grass with a panda bear. Because they're dangerous. But you know, that's not how it was. It's in heaven. And the Lord, one of the things he's wanting us to do is quit thinking like earth and start thinking like heaven, where there was absolutely no need to fear whatsoever. I didn't need to go watch him. I didn't need to, you know, we can go in the house, leave him out there. With, in fact, in my vision, that panda bear all of a sudden got up and started lumbering off down the road. And here went little Andrew behind him. 
And there was no fear of that. You know, think about it. Now, don't you all feel like that? Like, oh, oh, we need to go get him. We need to watch after him. He's going to wander off. Did you know I just realized as I saw that, that he couldn't get lost in heaven? And in my little vision, all of a sudden, he was gone a while. He had followed that panda bear off, no telling where in heaven. And all of a sudden in my vision, I just realized, oh, well, Jesus or Peter or Paul or Andrew or Zacchaeus or somebody will just bring him back in a little while. They'll just pick him up and they'll come walking down the road and bring him back to us. And it was like, oh, we don't have to think about that. See, that is like, it, I'm still kind of like, that's just out there beyond my thinking. Amen. And so I come to you tonight. Not to tell you, oh, because see, one of the things that's been not right in the body of Christ that we need to change is that we have left the gifts of the Spirit and visions and dreams and trances and all those kind of things. We've said, well, now that's for the big guys, the superstars. That's not for me. But we need to behave. We need those things. We need those things in our lives. To have the victory. We're never going to have the abundant life God's called us to have if we can't see. If we can't hear the Holy Ghost and we can't see, we will never have the abundant life to the degree. Because God can't show us what He needs to show us. We can't deal with the spirit realm unless we see the spirit realm. We can't, you know, we can't know things. We have to know things. We have to see things and we have to know things. And we may not have to all see our heavenly home, but that's just what God chose to show me that day. He just, that's what he chose to show me. And it's actually had, uh, when you start, when you let God show you things and you begin to have experiences with the Holy Ghost, one thing it does, it really lights up your, your, your Christian walk. It really lights up uh, your relationship with the Holy God. And it really makes you want to go back and get in the Spirit. Amen. One thing, I, it's like, oh, I'm going to go get in the presence of God. It's like I nearly forget to pray now. It's like, well, you need to pray. Because I'm like more seeking His presence than I am seeking to pray. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, God wants you to have these things. And these are not reserved for superstars or the super spiritual or the people that are called to big works in the nations. No, these are for belief. this is for believers. And you, he may not want you to show you your heavenly home, but he wants to show you something. He wants to show you something, and he wants to show you things in the spirit realm. And not just negative things either. Not just, well, there's a demon over here. You know, hallelujah. So um, we need to get our heart opened up to that. Amen. Praise God. And I could tell you some more things. that. And so since we've been believing, Pastor and I, things have been opening up to us. We were sitting in the campground in Tennessee and we were sitting there. I was reading a book and he was reading a book too, I guess. Yeah, we were sitting there and all of a sudden I started smelling the fragrance of the Holy Ghost. And you know, at first I'm thinking, what is this? And I'm looking around and you know, there's nothing, there's nothing blooming. There's nothing because I kept smelling roses that smelt like with oil. 
Roses with oil. That's the only way I know how to describe it. It was most unique. It was the most unique fragrance I'd ever smelled. And I'd get a whiff of it. And then I'd just read some more, and in a minute, I'd, in a little while, I'd get another whiff of it. And so we didn't, I didn't talk about this or anything. And then one night, we were talking, even after we got home, and I was telling him about it, and he said, I kept smelling things, too, the whole time we're there. And then yesterday, I'm praying, and I didn't really like this smell, but I kept smelling smoke. I don't think that was, you know, indicating something good. There's something going on in the spirit, you know, and I kept smelling it. And so there's things that you, we have five senses in the spirit realm too. And we need to be seeing and we need to be hearing. Amen. And we need to be uh, feeling things in the spirit. We don't go by feelings, but it's okay to feel things in the spirit. Amen. And uh, we need to be, what's the other ones? I've, I've, smelling and tasting. All of those things are, are possible. The Bible even says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, I hadn't tasted anything yet in the Spirit that I know of, but hallelujah, that's coming. So we need to have those five spiritual... We do have five spiritual senses, but we got to practice these things. So Hebrews 5, 14, we'll start there, and we'll just look at some scriptures tonight. Like I said, so you don't think I'm crazy. But this just... It became so clear to me that I couldn't believe I hadn't seen it earlier. But 5.14 of Hebrews says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now he's not talking about our physical senses there. He can't be. But he says we have our spiritual senses exercised so that we can discern both good and evil. So we have to exercise spiritual senses. And you have lots of opportunities to do that. One of the things um, is uh, just spending some time with the Lord and asking what's going to happen in the service, what's going to go on in the service. Uh, what uh, You know, and I know a hap this happens to me a lot, that on the way to church, I'll, I'll say, start singing a song, and guess what, we'll get to church and they'll sing that song. You know, and that may happen to you. And I don't know what they're planning to sing, but it'll just happen. It'll just pick it up in the spirit. And uh, so we practice those things. We're just always practicing uh, hearing God, but practice seeing too. And if you mess up, it's okay. Hallelujah. You, want to, you might want to keep things to yourself a while. I kept this to myself a long time about heaven. And uh, then I shared it with my kids or with Colin and Chris and um, or part of it I did. And um, one of the things that after you sit on it a while, if it just keeps impacting your life, just you one of that's one of the ways that you know that it was God is it just keeps on impacting your life. And and that's that's one of the big signs. Ephesians one. We've already talked about this scripture, but we'll look at it. Now, this is a Holy Ghost meeting, so this is a little different than what we normally would. We're not just flat out teaching, but we're learning. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that's talking about your spiritual eyes, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. So that would be like you seeing the plan of God for your life, the hope of his calling, and the riches of the glory. That has to be things out in the spirit realm, including heaven. The riches of his glory would include your heavenly home. So it's perfectly scriptural for you to see your heavenly home or anything else 
go into the Bible says, and I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Well, actually, I'll just go that scripture. Hebrews 4, 16. It says, let us go. Let us come into the, what does it say? Let us, I got it written down here. Let us therefore, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I think sometimes we kind of thought that was just figuratively speaking that we come boldly to the throne of grace. No, you're supposed to come into the throne room and it's okay for you to see some things while you're in there. We know that's okay because the revelation talks about what some of the things are in the throne room. It says God's on a throne. It says there's a rainbow over him. It says there's 24 elders around him and they've got crowns upon crowns upon crowns on their head. And every once in a while they just all fall on the floor and throw those crowns down before God. Cast their crowns, it says. That's where that singing group, cast, casting crowns, that's where they got that. It was out of revelation. Did y'all know that? Well, I didn't know that. I was like, hmm. Where do they get these names? Actually, I don't listen to Christian music like that. I, I mean, I'm still back in Pentecost. If I'm going to listen to Christian music, I mean, I had the grandkids singing I'll Fly Away the other day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Caitlin really liked it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, but we're, we can come into that throne room of grace. And it's okay to look around while you're in there. And you, how do you look? Do you look with these eyes? No. You know, you can tell you're off track if the, if the minister says, I just saw an angel, and everybody turns around. You can tell you're off track. You're trying to see with these eyes. If, you, if, a, if a minister says, There's, I just saw an angel, go like this. And look right here. Amen. And you'll see it too. Amen. And you know, I want to talk to you just a little while I'm there about... Don't get all uptight about not seeing everything real distinctly. You're going to see things and you're not always going to see a lot of detail. And sometimes you just kind of have the impression that they're there. Like um, you'll know there's an angel there. You know it right here, but you don't really see anything. Somebody asked Brother Hagin once, Brother Hagin, is knowing, is knowing something the same as seeing something? He said, yep, yep, yep. Knowing's the same as seeing that's what he said. And so, some of you, you can go further though. You cannot just know you can see. Amen. Some of you have been knowing, but you need to go ahead and let yourself see. And one of the ways we let ourselves see is to quit being fear, afraid of deception. See, one of the reasons we've not seen any more than we've seen is because we're afraid we'll be deceived. But the truth is, as long as you stay within Scripture, you're not going to be deceived. And we need to have more. We have too much faith in the devil. We need to have more faith in the ability of our God to keep us than we do in the devil to deceive us. And besides, I've noticed through all these years of pastoring that it's not the people that are seeking God and looking into the third heaven or that, that get deceived. It's the ones that aren't. It's the ones that are walking real far away from him that get deceived. Really. You know, I'm just, all this year I've been writing people on my crazy list and I had to add some more on my crazy list yesterday. But I've noticed those people that go crazy don't get on my crazy list. Those people that go crazy and do weird stuff, just things that are, you know, you know aren't God, they're always, they're not walking close to God. 
In fact, they, they quit. They started getting further and further and further and further away from God. You get closer and closer. Now, I will tell you, the devil will fight you on this. He'll throw distractions. He'll, the phone will ring. The fax will ring. He'll do everything he can to distract you. But you, can, you just have to go ahead and press in. Uh, so we need to get in faith about it. And we have to spend time in pursuit of it. And I just want to clarify to you, though, that because I think sometimes we back off from these things because we think people that see into the spirit realm, they are those eight-hour-a-day people, or four at a minimum. And they're the and I can't do that, Lord, and so I'm not going to ever see anything. But that is simply not true. It is not true. We, we, do, we do have to spend time, and you do have to get still, and you do have to get quiet, and you do have to kind of shut out the world, because if you've got the world going, like if you're in your office working, you know, you've kind of got, it's like your mailbox is full, and God sometimes, can't, you can't hear God speak because the box is full, you know, you're juggling phones, and you're taking notes, and you're posting figures, and all that, that's not the time you're going to hear from God. If you do, he's going to have to speak really loudly and you're going to know it's an emergency. He's going to have to say, stop, get out of the building. And he's going to have to get your attention. But that's not the time you're going to hear the still small voice and that you're going to uh, 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 have visions and dreams and so forth. Amen. And, uh, but you know, sometimes at unexpected times, like during the middle of a presidential debate, the whole the word of the Lord just came up and started speaking. Uh, so so at, sometimes at strange times. So we need to uh, get rid of the fear of being deceived. You know, the fear of being deceived is wrong at another level, and that's simply this. We are told over and over in the Bible not to fear. And we can't ever do anything motivated out of fear. Anytime we're in fear, we're off. we got to be in faith. Amen? Turn over to Matthew chapter 7. Look at some more scriptures. It's so imperative in these days with Wall Street, like he, the Lord said, shake, rattle, and rolling, and, uh, and so forth, that we really just walk close to the Lord. And for one thing, if we do, we won't be worried. We won't be all distressed. We won't be upset. Did they take Matthew 7 out of my Bible? There it is. I wrote, I, I wrote so much in my Bible, you can't see where it says chapter 7. So verse 8. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom of his son asked bread, will he give him a stone? You know, if you start asking the Lord, and this is something you need to do, you need to ask specifically. You need to say, Lord, let me have visions. Show me anything you want, but Lord, let me see. Let me have visions. And the Bible says if you ask him for bread, he's not going to give you a stone. You're not going to let the devil give you one either. Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? No, he will not allow a serpent. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? So we need to ask, and we need to ask specifically for good things. Amen? One, and I, I, I just don't have time to go everywhere. It's flowing right now. Um, in Maria, I will say this in in Maria Woodworth Edder's meetings, and she's the woman that found ended up founding the uh, Four Square Church. Anybody ever heard of the Four Square Church? Uh, and that's a spirit-filled Pentecostal type church. And 
in her meetings, it was very common that everybody in the meetings would have visions, dreams, visitations, angels, and being taken to heaven and trances. And if what you say, well, what about that? What causes that? Well, first of all, believing for it. We'll never have anything we don't believe for. And uh, we have to create an atmosphere for it here. And that's one reason for teaching this and for saying this is we're starting to create an atmosphere for it because we're getting on the same page and we're getting uh, familiar with it where we aren't afraid. If somebody gets up, we don't go, oh, my Lord. Because can you imagine if we, you got up in the Baptist church and said, I saw an angel right over there? Well, you know, or something worse. I saw a demon. They might could put up with an angel, but you seeing a demon, they, you know, or, you know, any number of things. Be careful, folks, about not casting your pearls before swine. You need to, I wouldn't go out, I'm not telling my Baptist friends, and I'm acquainted with a lot of Baptists, and, and get, but I'm not telling them, we saw a video at church and they got manna. You know, that's just not wisdom. And one thing you need to ask for is wisdom. And they're just not ready. You wasn't ready two weeks ago. And God got you ready. Or maybe you got ready. To, you know, I tell you, I'm going to be honest. When we started watching that video, or that DVD, you know, I did okay on the gold dust. <laughs> and, but when I saw that, actually the man I, I kind of went... Okay, I can get there. But when I saw those jewels, I was like, okay, that's just it, Lord. I got to think about this a while. <laughs> and it wasn't because I'd heard about jewels before, but I didn't expect them to be faceted. I thought, you know, it'd just be a clump of rock and you could kind of see like a geode or something, you know, and you could kind of, and I thought, oh yeah, well, God left one of those, you know, it'd sure be in raw form. I didn't know it was going to be, just put one of them in a ring for me, you know. Hallelujah. That kind of shocked me. It took me a while to get my... I was like, okay. <clears throat> you know, did y'all notice though? Now God will do things like this. We showed that DVD and that healing anointing came in immediately. That's one of the things that tells you that God liked it. Because when something, He don't like it and it grieves Him, the room won't be full of the power of God. In fact, it'll start to feel real weird, you know, like, man, what happened? And you, have you ever been somewhere and there was no anointing? Or when, or even worse, where the anointing was there and then it left? And left in a bad way, not just kind of dissipated gradually, because that happens in every service. Okay, so, uh, so we have to make room for these things. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Just looking at some scriptures. It's amazing how much this stuff is in scripture. And you know, I'm like, <laughs> we go around here for years, and not just us, but the whole body of Christ, spirit-filled body of Christ, and we're going, oh God, give us signs and wonders. Oh God, give us signs and wonders. And then the sign and wonder shows up, and we go, oh my God. You know, because you know why? Because... In the faith circles, now don't get mad at me because that's where I am. That's what I came up in. The only thing we can think of when we say signs and wonders is healing. When they say sign and wonders, they think healing. And that's all they think. They don't think nothing beyond that. They might think you could run or dance or laugh. 
But, you know, what has it been 15 years ago? Well, like, they couldn't even laugh. Rodney Howard Brown came to Ramah. He was there three days, and, nothing, and the, the Spirit of God couldn't budge the people. Finally, Brother Hagen got up on the third day and said, This is God. Now, that's really not right. And the whole place just went wild because Brother Hagen put his approval on it. That's not right. We ought to know the Holy Ghost ourselves. Although, you know, I appreciate Brother Hagen and I love him, but he shouldn't have to tell us when something's God and when it's not. We've got to know the Holy Ghost for ourselves. Because one thing for sure is he's not here now. He can't tell us. Amen. Okay, 2 Corinthians 12, 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. Through the abundance of the revelations. Paul said he didn't just have one or two revelations. He had so many revelations that a thorn in the flesh was given to him. In other words, the devil started attacking him because he was having so many revelations in the spirit. We can have abundance of revelations. Amen. They may not be the same kind as Paul had, but you can have abundance of revelations. Amen. So expect to hear from God in some manner. Let me tell you this. This is, I'm sorry, but I, I've been always expecting to hear from God, but I wasn't going this far every day. I hear from God every day. It is scriptural for you to hear from God every day. And we'll look at that right now. Let's go to Hebrews 3.15. We are supposed, and when I started using my faith to hear from God every day, guess what? I started hearing from God every day. And not just in one way, not just one, hey, we got a God, oh, I'll take, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Hebrews 3.15 says, while it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice. Say, today, today. if you will hear his voice. And then it says, don't harden your heart. If you harden your heart, if you've got a hard heart, well, does hard heart just mean you're a mean old person? Well, I think that's kind of how we interpreted it. But really, it can just be that you're not really tuned into spiritual things. You've got a hard heart. You're really just not focused on the things of the Spirit, on the heavenly things, and your heart's hardened, and so you're just not hearing his voice. And he said twice over there in Hebrews 4, he also says it again. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. And so boy, when I saw that scripture, it went off on the inside of me. And I said, bless God, I don't have a hard heart. And I will hear from my God every day. It's a part of my inheritance. I have a covenant. It's my right to hear from him. Lord, what do you want to say to me? Just say it. Anything, in any way. Now turn over to Hebrews uh, 1, 1. And besides all that, Hebrews 10, 27, we don't, I mean, excuse me, John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep, say, I am, I am. God's, sheep. God's sheep. I hear, I hear. His, voice His voice every day. Every day. Hebrews, Hebrews 1, 1, God who at sundry times and in divers manners, say different manners, manners. spake. God in different times and in different manners, he speaks differently. In other words, he doesn't just speak one way all the time. I've actually heard him speak to me over a, off of a movie. That's not his common way to do it. But you know, one time he got through to me out of a movie. Hallelujah. Uh, 
praise God, uh, you, you hear him in different ways. I've actually had God speak to me. By I went and sat down in a hotel and looked down. We were believing, we, we thought we were hearing God to move to Birmingham, Alabama. That was a big step. And so God, he wanted to confirm it to us. We went into the hotel called the Barcelona Courts, I believe, in Lubbock, Texas. Sat down. They had one of those big courtyards, sort of like the Embassy Suites has. And uh, sat down on just the concrete brick thing that was in front of the flower bed. Looked over behind us in the flower bed. There's a big uh, iron thing that covered like where they turn on the water. And it said, Birmingham Ironworks, Birmingham, Alabama. You know God's speaking to you because what made you sit right there? What made you look over there? If why was it not a plant covering, you know? And it's like, those, that's just not coincidence. We go into a restaurant when we were trying to hear God and we thought we were hearing him. We go into McDonald's in somewhere between Tulsa and Oklahoma City. You know, I don't know if y'all have ever been that way, but the interstate... You can't get off that interstate. You get on it, and you're locked in until you get to Oklahoma City. And, uh, and right in the middle of the road, that's right, Lawrence, and right in the middle of the road between the two lanes is a McDonald's. And we stopped at that McDonald's, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm blue. I think we're making the right decision. Is this right, God? And it comes over, somebody singing in some old song saying, uh, uh, some town way down in Birmingham way down in Alabama I don't know what the song was but I'm like oh I'm not believing this that this guy I mean why are they playing this in Texas and this is an old song you know <laughs> and they wasn't Sweet Home Alabama or something but uh, you know and I wasn't familiar with any of you remember I wasn't familiar with these songs we did not really know Alabama existed we you know we had memorized the 50 states in school, but that was as much as I knew about Alabama. I did not, because see, I was one of those people, I paid no attention. Don't do this, youth. I could have cared less. I, all I could think about was Michael Billings and nothing much else. I didn't know there was a civil rights movement going on. And you know, it wasn't affecting West Texas much, because we didn't, I think we had two black, I think I had two black families in our school, and I'm like, we weren't, we didn't have, we had a lot of Spanish and Hispanic, but it just wasn't affecting Seagraves, Texas. We didn't know what was happening. I wasn't paying a lick of attention. Didn't know anything about anything. And so I think that's why God sent us here is because like, we didn't know. And when we was first looking for a church building, well, we heard that Cornerstone Baptist was for sale. The Black Baptist Church. And we're like, yeah, we'll buy that. And it was fine and great. We were excited. Boy, we had people in this church that went, Wah! I'm like, I don't know why. That's stupid, but we didn't get that crud in us. And I'm telling you, the Christians, especially spirit-filled Christians, get that crud out of you. That is ridiculous. I don't know why I said that. but Anyway, we were delivered from it. <clears throat> protected from it we were in a very sheltered place hallelujah still is pretty sheltered they don't really know anything's happening in the world there so if you want to if you want to if you want to phase it all out just move there <laughs> and it's like the world will go away <laughs> you know that song make the world go away all you have to do is move to sea graves texas and it'll be gone <laughs> <laughs> Eric, he, he lived there when he was a little baby. 
Okay. <clears throat> I want to say something else right now. <clears throat> Not every revelation you have has to be a third heaven revelation. Sometimes we have revelations, and you may have already had some revelations, some words from the Lord, but you just kind of discounted them because, well, it just wasn't as spectacular as Brother Hagen. Jesus appeared to him, and I, dream, I believe in visions. And, you know, well, every vision doesn't have to be third heaven. And every vision, you don't have to be caught up. You know, there's different kinds of visions. There's open visions, there's closed visions. There's visions when you're just like sitting there praying and all of a sudden you just see something. A lot of times it's just a little glimpse. It's not a big vision. It's just a glimpse. Okay, so we need to be pulling on the divine realm all the time. Hallelujah. When uh, spiritual encounters we receive by faith, just like everything else. Mark 9, 23. All things are possible to him that believes. Amen. So all spiritual encounters are received by faith. So we need to be constantly pulling. Lord, thank you for heaven. Thank you. I can see in the spirit. I want, uh, let me, okay. Get ready for this one. I want to travel in the spirit. Hallelujah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? God wants to do a lot of spiritual things for us. While I was in Tennessee, I had a dream one night. And in the dream, I went to, Brother Copeland prayed for me twice for healing in my dream. I think, some, I think it was spiritual. God wants to send you to pray for people. Sometimes you'll know you went. Sometimes you won't even know you went. But sometimes you'll know. You know, this should be commonplace to us. And I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to do is get it commonplace. Holy Spirit, take me where you want me to go. Let me see what you want me to see. Lord, thank you for dreams. Thank you for visions. Thank you for trances. That'll get the attention of your workplace. If you're in a trance and you can't get out and you can't move for three days. I'm telling you, I, something's got to get the attention in, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Besides Alabama football. Now, I was in there last night. I mean, and I was like, I had my little carnal moment too. I'll tell you about my carnal moment. <laughs> the football game starts. And, and you know, the crowd noise is horrible in Georgia. I couldn't hardly hear the announcers. And somebody starts mowing. And I'm thinking, who is the idiot that is mowing? And I, because I can't hear for the lawnmower. And I'm thinking, because our next door neighbor, Rudy, we used to, our joke is that every time we have a cookout in our backyard, he fires up the mower. He can smell smoke and he fires up the mower. <laughs> That's what we get for living in town, y'all would say, some of you would say. Uh, but uh, so I'm, I'm just like, and Michael says, well, I'm going to go look and see who it is. He opens the front door and he says, it's your son. <laughs> He's mowing my lawn. <laughs> and I was like, okay, need to get out of the flesh here. Okay, so he didn't see the whole thing. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, what was I talking about? I don't know. Uh, I, uh, uh, thank you for dreams. Thank you for visions. Thank you for trances. I'm your sheep. I can hear your voice today. God's challenging our belief system tonight. He wants to challenge our faith level. He wants to challenge our mindset. These things are our inheritance. Acts 2 verse 16 says... 
that in the last days he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. That your sons and your daughters will prophesy. The old men will dream dreams. The young men will see visions. Amen. You can see visions or dreams. It's not really that you can only see. They say the reason old men see the dreams is they're harder to interpret than the visions. It takes more experience. That's what I heard. The supernatural must become a part of our consciousness, a part of our everyday thinking. Psalm 25, 14 says, Those that fear the Lord, the secret of the Lord belongs to them. I fear God. Your secrets belong to me, Lord. Amen. Amen. John says, in John it says, He will show us things to come. Amen. Hallelujah. The end time power in the earth is going to be based on intimacy and friendship. It's not going to be the on-again, off-again Christians. Hallelujah. John 5, 19 and 20, Jesus said, I do those things I see my Father do. He had to see into the spirit realm. We have to see. We do the things we see God do. Well, you're going to have to spend time. You don't have to spend huge amounts of time, but you're going to have to spend a lot, at least a lot of little amounts of time. And sometimes you'll want to spend longer. And you have to get in his presence and you have to let God see. I liked what they did on the video about outreach where they, they prayed and then they listened and then they wrote stuff down. And, you know, God gave them little words and they went to stone. And, call, you know, that was cool. That was really cool. And that's how God wants to show us things. He wants to, you, you, people go into outreach. He wants to show you things. Do not go in there and just hand them a bag. You need to go in there with you need to go in there with words of knowledge and words of wisdom. You may not be as far along as some people where you get, well, I saw your brother-in-law, his name's Jack, and he's got one eye. And, you know, that's pretty detailed, and we have to develop in those things. But, you know, you can hear God say, you know, they've been disappointed. You start with things like that. I just feel like you've been disappointed or hurt, and the Lord just wants me to pray for you. I'm telling you, you'll be surprised what a little word of knowledge like that, that they'll just break down and squall and bawl, Hallelujah. And open the door for God in their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know, there's a whole lot of people out there. Let me say this, that think they're saved and they don't come to church, but really, you know, the, and we think they're just sorry Christians. Y'all are the sorriest bunch of Christians. Y'all don't come to church. You're not interested in spiritual things. The fact is they're not saved. That's the reason they don't have any by the Holy Ghost to come. They don't have any Holy Ghost in them. And they think they're saved and they're not. And so that's what we're, that's some of the people we're going after is the people out there that are going to bust hell wide open thinking they're saved. Because in Alabama, grandma was Pentecostal. Right? Most of the time she was and she's buried behind the church. And they're going to hell thinking they're saved. That's who we're going after, some of what. Uh, <clears throat> So by faith, we enter into these things. We become still. We turn our hearts inward. We open our spiritual eyes. Shut your physical eyes. That will help. Get quiet. Sometimes, you know, to hear you, sometimes you have to have it quiet. You can't even have music. Sometimes you've got to turn that off. You know, you can, you'll know what gets you in there. Uh, <clears throat> become available for encounters with God. Get, have a greater intimacy. Don't be afraid of the word intimacy. It just means get closer. You know, we don't really like that word sometimes. 
be more aware of heaven and spiritual realms. Be more aware of the spiritual realm than you are this old natural realm. Be more, you know, God, oh, I said that. That's why I got off on Alabama football. God wants to get the attention of Tuscaloosa. He doesn't want all the, not anything wrong with football, but we can't have all of our attention on uh, natural things. Amen? No, no, no. We have got, and you know, we ought to enjoy the game, but one minute after it's over, if Georgia had come back and beat us 56 to whatever we were, I know y'all don't can't get your mind around that really, but if they had, it should have took us one minute to get over it, cause it's so nothing. It's so nothing. It's just for fun, y'all. It's just for fun. It's not counting in heaven. But I told Pastor not to fear. When Nick Saban ties at the Catholic Church, the Vatican is moved, and the Pope is praying, cause the tithe is so big that even the Vatican knows about it. So no need to fear. The Pope was praying last night. I tell you, you get your tithe big enough and everybody in the world will know. His might not be quite that big. I'm sure the mob is, is tithing bigger. You know they do that, you know. I know y'all don't, don't get that. but <laughs> Hear God daily. Oh, let me say this about hearing God daily. This is why it's one of the reasons it's so important. It's so much easier to stay connected than it is to get connected. Keep the flow going. Because staying connected is so... Have y'all ever got disconnected? I have. Not disconnected like backslid. Not disconnected like lost. I'm talking about just, you know, went some days, maybe went on vacation, or your family came. You ever try to pray with your... And boy, I tell you, not that my family is not... It's not that they are... They don't curse. They don't do any of all those things. But we don't sit around talking about spiritual things because they wouldn't know what we was talking about. I mean, we can talk about church a little bit and what are y'all doing and we're building a building and, you know, or something like that. But, you know, you're not going to talk about manna and jewels and, and uh, uh, t- we had a tongue and interpretation of tongues last night. You're not going to talk about that. And so three or four days of that and you got to get reconnected. It's just like, oh, man, I feel like I've been bathed in in world. And I'm not talking about bad world. I'm just talking about natural things, okay? Okay, so it's so much easier just to stay connected. I don't know exactly how to do that with family around and on vacations all the time, especially if you're with your family. But uh, I hadn't figured that part out. But I will say this. Stay connected as many as often as you can, and it'll be so much easier in your Christian life, okay? Two more scriptures. Colossians 3.2 that just prove this out and then we'll close. Colossians 3.2. What does Colossians 3.2 say? Anybody know? You got that one memorized, don't you? Set your mind on things above. Y'all knew that? You said I was on the tip of my tongue. You really did know. You just set your affection, the King James says, or mind in the margin. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. So, see, we're supposed to be thinking about heavenly things. We're supposed to be, you lay in bed at night and dream about manna coming in your hand and gold dust on your body. Amen. That's what we're supposed to be thinking about. Thinking about your heavenly home. Thinking about, oh, I want to tell you the, the, the most beautiful fish in heaven. Like, a, like, a, like an aquarium, like those beautiful, only bigger those big colorful fish, they just swam by our house in heaven 
just and it was and you know this was the part that the Lord impressed me when I saw it he said just for your enjoyment no other reason no other reason just because it's beautiful and I just wanted you to enjoy it that's the kind of things that God's gonna be doing for you all the time in heaven he wants to do them for you here just things for your enjoyment that's what that you know that's what those animals are there for only one thing just for our enjoyment I know there's a horse I know there's a panda bear I know there's some fish and uh, but that little bear that bear wandered up in the yard just to play with the kids just for our enjoyment now oh it's so much different in th than earth but so much like earth too just without the curse so much like earth but so much different because no curse no fear no danger, absolutely no danger. No danger of anybody in heaven hurting our grandchild. He could wander off and stay gone three days. And we, it would be no danger, no danger. He's playing with Jesus. He's down there playing with somebody else's kids or something. Hallelujah. No danger, no fear. That is the most amazing thing. Hallelujah. All your carnal relatives, even Uncle Cooter. Uncle Cooter ain't carnal no more. And there wasn't nobody more carnal than Uncle Cooter. He was saved, but Daddy said he learned every curse word he ever knew from Uncle Cooter before he was five years old. <laughs> Uncle Cooter was my grandmother's brother who was more like my dad's age, a little older than my dad. Because <laughs> my great-grandmother had 12 kids and 13 kids, and so... Um, you know, she had, she had kids that were the age of my daddy. And so Uncle Cooter, what was Uncle Cooter's real name? I don't even know. Clifford. His name was Clifford, but his name, but we didn't know anything but Cooter. And Aunt, Aunt, and Aunt Gertrude, her, her name was Aunt Gerke. Aunt Gerke and Uncle Cooter. <laughs> And my aunt, my aunt Annie May, her, we, her, her was, she was Aunt Runt. Y'all want me to some more? It gets worse. Colin, this, not on that side of the family, but on another side. Uh, Colin got, he, he was grown before he saw, and he saw a branch of that family, and he said, that scared me. <laughs> they got stubby fingers. <laughs> Um, we cannot dictate what God shows us or what he reveals but we can get in faith make ourselves available and expect 2nd Corinthians I'm sorry 2nd Corinthians well anyway Uncle Cooter Uncle Cooter ain't carnal no more he was on the front porch fellowshipping Lord my grandmother prayed a ton of prayers for Uncle Cooter I mean, she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for her family. And she died not having seen the promises. <laughs> I mean, there ain't none of them. I mean, they were all sort of nominally saved, and she knew that. But she's wanting them to get the Holy Ghost. And they all thought she was nuttier than a fruitcake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but he's not carnal no more. He's, 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 he's good to go. 2 Corinthians 4.18. This is my last scripture. While we look not at the things which are seen. We're just looking far too much at the things that are seen. 
But at the things which are not seen is what we're supposed to be looking at. For the things which are, and we're talking about not seen with natural eyes. For the things which are not seen, let me start over. While we look not, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So, you know, we're just far too caught up in the things on this earth that are just so temporary. That car you're driving, it's temporary. And boy, sometimes we just look and look and look and look and look at stuff like that, you know. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm picking on y'all because I didn't want to bring up anything about house or stuff. But we need to be taking aim and looking at some other things a lot more. The things which are spiritual, the things which are not seen. Because those are the things that are eternal. And God wants us to start having days of heaven and enjoying heaven now. And I tell you, if you start giving a heavenly perspective, you'll quit worrying about this earth a lot, so much. Amen. It won't be bothering you near as much. Because you'll be going, oh, well, you know, it's going to be over soon anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Now what are we going to do? We're going to laugh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Does anybody need prayer? Anybody want prayer? Anybody want to see more? Hallelujah. Anybody ready to see? Come up here, Nigel. Come up here. I don't know what we're going to... You want to see? You want to see? Well, you know, you're already... You can bump me. It's just... Just go ahead. I mean, I'm just giving you permission. Because you already... That's not hard for you. You just... Probably like me, just... Boy, I don't want to get too far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So thank you, Jesus. Just come over and lay hands on her with me. Thank you, Lord. Just hallelujah. Praise God. Just We just release you into those things. Hallelujah. Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Thank Ooh. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just be free. Be free. Be free from now on. Be free. Hallelujah. And the things that have troubled you, the things that have, you know, tried to distract you, even things to do with your body. Ah, just put your eyes on the things above. Just put your th just 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 go just go on to those things. Hallelujah. Because as you seek first the kingdom of God, all these other things will be added unto you. And those things that have have just seemed like they're a problem, you'll just like, well, when did that? change when did that go away as you seek and as you just as you just go on over into those realms and those places of god hallelujah praise god thank you jesus glory glory hallelujah praise god well uh nigel you can lay hands on uh micah there praise god thank you jesus hallelujah you need to see some things hallelujah praise god thank you lord thank you lord thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah Hallelujah. Turn, turn your mind off more. Turn your mind off more and turn your heart, turn your heart toward God. Hallelujah. And things are going to open up for you in the name of Jesus in a fresh new way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The little children seeing and all oh, praise God and hearing from God and all oh, hallelujah and being a testimony and a ministry to their generation in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord God. Laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover, being bold with the authority that God has placed within them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. That was that word that came forth for you the other day, Eric, that God wanted you to get uh, speed up in spiritual things. I believe this is the things that kind of things that he was talking about. And I thank you, Lord, for seeing and knowing in Jesus name. 
Hallelujah. Just being, oh, hallelujah, open to those things. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. That anointing, that anointing to see and know and see and know in Jesus' name and the gifts of the Spirit, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy. Be bold and step out into those things, even in a in a exercise and practicing sense in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Speak boldly. Speak boldly. Declare boldly. Declare boldly. Halabahashi. And I will open things. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. More seeing and more knowing. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Papa Hashaka Brati Kiko Bohoshi. Oh, Takabrati Kihose. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for hunger, hunger, hunger. And oh, Takabohosha, it's very contagious. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hata Bohoshi, Kibahasa. You have something for her? Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Affecting the spirit realm. Affecting the spirit realm. One who affects the spirit realm for others in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I believe some things are going to open up to you very soon. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some things that will, hallelujah, give you better direction. And you, will, uh, you are definitely going to affect the spirit realm for other people. There's an intervention that's in her path, an intervention, a disruption of the path that you're on. And there's going to be a right turn made an intervention where you would have to go right or left and you're going to go right and you're going to go off on the path that God's got for you and there'll be a great promotion, a great acceleration at that point. As soon as you turn right, whatever that means, you're going to see a great acceleration in your life. Hallelujah. So things are just going to coast along, just go normal and then all of a sudden you're, you're there, blast off. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I just declare over this entire congregation more seeing and knowing that the eyes of their understanding truly are, because I believe everybody here, whether you came up or not, really does want to see. It's uh, uh, see and know in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I just thank you, Father, for doing that. Hallelujah. Even as a token of your love that that's being given to them tonight to see and to know in ways that they have not before. And Father, I pray that you would raise the outreach ministry of this church up to a higher level, even tonight, in Jesus' name, that we would, all, we would go into those homes uh, seeing and knowing more and better in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And Father, I'm just reminded, I don't know why this came up in my heart, but I'm reminded of that word that came forth a week or so ago about a crowbar being given to this church, a, um, a leverage, leverage given to this church in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. So leverage given to this church, a crowbar in the Spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Anybody, anybody, anybody. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah.
In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Leverage in the spirit, Lord. Leverage. Leverage that opens things. Hallelujah. Lord, we're just reminded of things the prophets said. Of property being given, we call that in. We're reminded of free media coverage. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Things that the prophets have said. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Uh, open doors. Open doors. Things. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, greater uh, financial levels in Jesus' name. We speak those things under the anointing. Thanking you for them. Thanking you for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We believe and say that you are adding to this church, that you're bringing people from the north, south, east, and west. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. And Father, we pray for supernatural unity. We thank you, Lord. There's no division or schism among us. We believe the same thing, speak the same thing. We're of one mind and of one heart. In the name of Jesus, and if anybody be not so, God, correct us where we're wrong. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm, mm. Thank you for eyes to see and ears to hear. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we're fully expecting... We're expecting, Father, for the glory level to increase in this church. We ask you to see the glory cloud. We ask you and thank you for the angels that you sent to help us get the job done in Tuscaloosa County. We thank you for sending them forth, causing them to come, causing them to bring the things that are needed, bringing finances, bringing people. We thank you, Lord, that they're bringing body parts. They're bringing everything that's needed to get the job done in Tuscaloosa County. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Uh, we believe you, Father, for Takabahashi. Uh, Hallelujah. We believe you for. Mm, thank you, Lord. We believe you for cancer healed in this place. We believe you, Father, for uh, diabetes healed in this place. We believe you, Father, for all orthopedic problems healed in this place. We declare it and say it has to be done. It is so. It's covenant. It's covenant. Hallelujah. Blind eyes open. We ask you for blind eyes open. We ask you for uh, deaf ears opened in the name of Jesus. We ask you specifically for these things, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. We ask you for the souls. We ask you for, to give us the lost of Tuscaloosa County. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And, Lord, all over the, 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 the central and east, east, eastern Mississippi and the central western part of, of Alabama, give us souls. Give us souls. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Mm, mm. Lay help upon us. Lay help upon those that are mighty. Lay help upon every person here. Help in their jobs. Help in their ministries. Help in their homes. In Jesus' name. Help in parenting. Help in marriages. We thank you for laying help upon us. Hallelujah. Help in, these, in this ministry, in this church. Lay help upon this church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. 
We pray for supernatural finances and we ask. We ask for multiplication. We ask for multiplication of gas, multiplication of money. We ask right now under the anointing and thank you, Lord God, for multiplying food uh, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for multiplying our clothes and our equipment. It has a, uh, it's multiplied in its lifespan in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We refuse to fear. We refuse to fear. We refuse to fear in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. See, now, if you stay, if you'll stay hooked up to things like this, whether it be in books or in services, you'll, did you, your, our faith just goes up. I mean, I'm in faith. Uh, and, uh, uh, but if you hook up to CNN, you know, I was talking, to, I'll just tell you who, it was my mother. I was talking to her Friday. And so she's, we're talking about the financial crisis. And she said, now, I'm not trying to put her down, but if you feed on CNN... You're going to believe wrong. And I just said, well, you know, I don't think this is going to be a, bit, a, a real big catastrophe financially. And she said, it already is. There are people with, that don't have jobs. They are sleeping in their cars. And this is how she said that to me. And I said, mother, I said, most Americans still have their jobs. Most Americans are not sleeping in their cars. I mean, you get this thing so blowed out of proportion leaving, uh, li listening to CNN. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. You know, it's just not, it's not near as bad. And yeah, there's some, there's some things going on. It is going to shake, rattle, and roll. But you would have thought that Nine out of ten Americans was living in a car. I mean, I mean that was just the, the whole perspective we had. No, so you got to feed on the right thing. Amen. And if you're going to feed on that for a little while, well, then you better triple up on the other. You, gotta, you, you, may, you listen to it, and then you got to drive it out, don't you? It's like, i got to drive that out. Or first thing you know, you start to think of lack, and, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? How are we going to pay the bills? And, oh, man, there's no gas in Georgia. And... Well, that's okay. If there's no gas in Georgia, God multiplies. He go multiply that gas in your tank. And the only way he won't is if he said don't go and you went anyway. <laughs> he might not multiply it then, okay? Hallelujah. But then he's merciful. He probably would. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, does anybody have anything? Are we all clear? You know, sometimes you've got to take a little longer on the Holy Ghost meeting. Be in the presence of God a little longer. Get it all done. Get everything in that God wants to say and do. It, but it really changed your life for the next week. Well, not just for the next week, for months. And oh, I, I've been in meetings that changed my life that are still changing my life. Hallelujah. Pastor? Well, these Holy Ghost meetings are intervention services to get everything fixed, the, the loose ends and the things that are out there and the unresolved conflicts to get them tied up and wrapped up and then we maintain in services and in our personal studies and prayer time. Amen. The Lord wraps it up in these things. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's be dismissed. Everybody love it.